Have you ever noticed that the lower jaw is not protected in sports? Did you know that 10,800 concussions will happen today? This has been an upward trend for the past 50 years. I'm Dr. Michael Hutchison, a practicing neuromuscular dentist. When my son wanted to participate in football and rugby, I was afraid he was going to get a concussion. That fear led me to finding the missing link to reducing concussions. The fact is, the only part of the skull that is not protected in sports is the lower jaw. If you want to drastically reduce concussions, there are three basic jaw positions that affect concussions and two of them are not good. The correct one is called physiologic jaw position. It will dissipate the force away from the brain. Knowing that, I designed an appliance that put my son's jaw in the right place and as a result, he was concussion-free from fifth grade all the way to senior year. This jaw position takes those 10,800 concussions today down to 28. It's the key to concussion protection. As a parent, this is what you need to know. It's extremely important that the device you are using is on the lower jaw. Thickness of the device is important. Most importantly, it must position and hold you in your own unique personal physiologic jaw position. So if your child goes out on the field with the correct jaw position, your son or daughter will not one of those 10,800 concussions today. Get yours today at powerplusmouthguard.com. Use the promo code POWERUP2023 for 10% off. Thanks for listening to the Pigskin Tales podcast. This story was written and produced by Ross Bliley, edited by Nikki Bliley. To support the podcast, join me on Patreon. You can find the podcast on any platform you want, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Audible. If you like the story, help me out by doing a quick review. This will help others to want to listen. The soundtrack is from filmmusic.io. Once again, thanks for listening to the Pigskin Tales podcast. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. When you sign up today, use the promo code SHN and you'll get a 100% instant first deposit match. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or Play Store now. Sign up and prop up today. When Dave Casper was a member of the Oaken Raiders, he said, With the Raiders, we don't have to put up with all that Mickey Mouse stuff. We don't have rules about keeping our chin straps buckled on the sidelines. We don't have coaches encouraging a lot of false chatter on the practice field. The phony stuff is for losers. We're treated like intelligent human beings. We don't live by a lot of degrading rules. Our coaches don't harass us because they know we're winners. Dave Casper was a winner in the National Football League. According to ProFootballHOF.com, he played for 11 seasons with the Oakland Raiders, Houston Oilers, and Minnesota Vikings. 
He finished his playing career with 5,216 yards receiving on 378 receptions and 52 touchdowns over the course of 147 games. He played in four Pro Bowls in six and a half seasons with the Raiders and one with the Houston Oilers. Casper was also named to the All-Pro and All-AFC team four times. Where does Dave's story start? Well, I'll tell ya. This is the story of... Dave, the Ghost Casper. David John Casper was born on February 2, 1952 in Bemidji, Minnesota. Assuming he attended grade school there, he ended up moving to Elgin, Illinois his freshman year of high school. According to the website AcademicAllAmerica.com, Dave was an incredibly talented athlete. He participated in football, golf, basketball, and baseball at St. Edward's Central Catholic High School. By the time he was a senior, his family decided to relocate to Chilton, Wisconsin, which is about 35 miles to the south of Green Bay. On Wednesday, May 3, 2017, Dave returned to Chilton to attend a hometown Hall of Famer program sponsored by the Ford Motor Company. Casper was joined on stage by his former football coach, Neil Nelson, who presented him a plaque for his accomplishment. During a short Q&A session after the unveiling ceremony, Dave was asked why he and his family decided to relocate to Chilton. He said, My father is from Chilton. He was born here. My grandfather was born here. My father had saved up all his money and bought a little propane company. He moved up earlier and I just came up with my came up my senior year. But I had been fishing the streams around here and I had all my aunts, all my uncles, and my Aunt Alice is still here, so I'm a cheesehead. Here's a little clip from the digital media department for, from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Dave Casper was one of the most versatile athletes ever to play football for Notre Dame. His coach, Hall of Famer Eric Parsegian, says Casper was the best athlete he ever coached. A four-sport star in high school, Casper played offensive tackle, split end, defensive tackle, and tight end for the Irish. In fact, in 1972, he started at offensive tackle against Michigan State one week and wide receiver against Pittsburgh the next. Dave is probably the only player ever to do that in the modern era of major college football. Casper earned honorable mention All-America honors from the Associated Press as an offensive tackle in 1972 and consensus All-America honors as a tight end the following year while helping the Irish win the 1973 National Championship. Dave was not easy to bring down once he caught the football. He also did a great job clearing the way for his teammates. Now to test the Alabama defense at the 12 of the Crimson Tide. First down, Notre Dame. Best in motion. Pennock back in the lineup. Pennock scores! Notre Dame has the lead. That pancake block of two members of the Crimson Tide cleared the way for Eric Pennock to score and give the Irish a 21-17 lead over top-ranked Alabama in the 1973 Sugar Bowl. His most famous play at Notre Dame came later in that same Sugar Bowl. It's a third and one for Notre Dame. 
Clements. Casper's out there. Casper deep. Would you believe? No, I don't. He had double no. coverage. The pass was underthrown, really. Two players were following Casper rather than the ball. He followed well, the ball. Casper's spectacular catch of that 30-yard pass from Tom Clements on third and one set up the game-winning field goal in Notre Dame's 24-23 win, a victory that propelled the Irish to the national championship. Casper went on to play 11 years in the NFL, earning first-team All-Pro honors five straight seasons and a Super Bowl ring with the Raiders at the end of the 1976 season. Dave Casper graduated cum laude from Notre Dame in 1974 with a degree in economics. He earned first-team academic All-America honors in 1973 and postgraduate scholarships from the NCAA and National Football Foundation. In 1999, the NCAA presented Dave with its prestigious Silver Anniversary Award for his career achievements. I'm going to take a quick break and play an ad, and I'll be back with the rest of the story. At the Sports History Network, we're all about the sports yesteryear, and so we're pleased to introduce you to Row One an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings sports history to life. Save 15% off all your prints in the Row 1 Gallery. In the Row 1 Shop, you can pick from thousands of unique items that feature retro and historical backgrounds dating back to 1876. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com backslash row one. Since the NFL has now started the 2022 season and the Minnesota Vikings are getting ready to play the Las Vegas Raiders, I wanted to post this podcast um, because Dave Casper and the Oakland Raiders at the time got to play the Vikings in the Super Bowl in 1976. So I thought that this was just real fitting for me to go ahead and put Dave Casper's story out there, being that he was born in Bemidji, but also played against the Vikings in their last Super Bowl. So with that in mind, here is a little clip that I found on YouTube from NFL Films, and it was the top 10 tight ends of all time, and Dave Casper made number 9 on the list. Number nine tight end of all time, Dave Casper. I have no idea how Casper would get the nickname of Ghost. A great effort by the Ghost, Dave Casper. It's like a guy with big forearms getting the nickname of Popeye. I mean, who would think of that? Into the end zone, Casper's there, touchdown Oakland. In an era when tight ends were supposed to be an afterthought, suddenly Dave Casper was a weapon a clutch tight end and particularly a game against baltimore ghost to the post i just like saying ghost to the post deep to casper casper makes it over the shoulder catch the guy was remarkable a very remarkable adjustment as casper managed to run under that high line it was always there when ken stabler needed him most our number nine tight end spent most of his 11 seasons with the Raiders and Oilers, racking up over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. An Adonis who defines what tight end play is all about. Best tight end to ever play the game. Throws to Casper, complete at the 40. Think about it. you got a tight end, 250. His arms are like an extra foot long. His hands are huge. His mother must have been a gorilla. Brilliant work of by the master of his position. 
look at our Super Bowl. He ran over Paul Krause like a pickup over a rooster. Could catch anything and didn't care about getting hit. Casper makes the catch. The old ghost to the post. David was a great blocker. You know, he could block two or three guys at once. He had a, a tight end who could block and be a tough, you know, run blocker in the trenches. I always got into the guy. I very seldom made a mistake. That's why I took most pride in. To me, if I had a great day receiving and a poor day blocking, it was bad. Crazy ghost. They was told, don't sit on your helmet in practice because you wouldn't eat with your helmet on at lunch or dinner. That evening, uh, Dave came to dinner and proceeded to eat his dinner through his face mask with a helmet and spoon and fork. If you're going to be a great football player, you're going to be a little weird. Great and weird sum up Dave Casper and his most famous play. The Holy Roller game against San Diego. Action peaked with only 10 seconds to play. The ball got fumbled, it got bobbled, it got kicked. The ball flipped forward as well as a wild scramble. When play ended, Dave Casper had the winning touchdown. You know, I was just there. It is rolled a fumble. Casper has recovered in the end zone. And if you look, it was just pure luck. On the most seedy, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Madden is on the field. They said, get your big butt out of here. I played 11 years and I had some success and what do I remember before being a fumbling fool at the end of a holy roll or whatever they want to call it. This one will be relived forever. Well, there you have it. Dave Casper. The ghost to the post. His story is unique, but it's also not unique in the same sense because he was really only known for um, like one play in college and one play in the pros. But yet he was one of those guys that was just always there. He was always around the ball. He was doing his job. He loved his job. And um, that's just the thing sometimes you don't see um, all the time is... People just coming to work and ready to get going and taking pride in what they do. And that's Dave Casper. And he's a very humble kind of guy. Um, and he doesn't mind once in a while people putting him in the spotlight. It's just that he'd rather not be a guy in the spotlight, if he will. So um, Dave Casper, there you have it. Uh, best tight end in um, Oakland, well now Las Vegas Raiders franchise history, um, also Super Bowl winning champion in 1976, born in Bemidji, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to the Pigskin Tales podcast. This story was written and produced by Ross Bliley. Edited by Nikki Blyley. To support the podcast, join me on Patreon. You can find the podcast on any platform you want. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Audible. If you like the story, help me out by doing a quick review. This will help others to want to listen. The soundtrack is from filmmusic.io. Once again, thanks for listening to the Pigskin Tales podcast. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman aka the football history dude and i wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the sports history network 
Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.